Hey, welcome to Shoot This Now. My name's Tim Malloy. I'm Matt Donnelly. Our names just blended into an Irish stew of mixed up names. <laughs> no one listening has any idea what either of our names are. We are Tim Madonnelly. Yes, Malloy, Mad Malloy. And no one cares. No. That's We're fine. We're Irish and we have a podcast and it's in your earlobes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is a podcast where every week we talk about a different story that we think should be made into a movie. This week, Matt has a humdinger. I have a humdinger, and just to give some context, I was having an emotional moment last week. All my best friends are moving out of L.A., mm-hmm. and I was like, my tribe is leaving. I, I use words like tribe because I consider myself a really important person, and it's I tribal. read a lot of, lot of Gwyneth Paltrow's goop, mm-hmm. and they use words like, because your tribe... Focusing mm. on your needs. Uh, anyway, um, so I kind of like. I feel like any, any use of the word tribe is really called quest. Really bad. Yeah, sorry. Like tribal oh, tattoos, no. obviously. Yeah. No, no, it always upsets me because people always use it in some weird way. And then my brother married a woman from Kenya, and she talks completely unironically and factually and accurately about tribes. Mm. And she'll say like, "Oh, this tribe it does this, and yeah. this tribe does this, and this tribe is in the south." Puts their young on an ice flue. And yeah. every time she does it, I'm like. Someone's saying tribe, and I'm like, no, no, this is the correct word. She has the right to say she's like of the tribes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. So my friends were living in Atlanta, and in like a really selfish and angry moment, I'm like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna explode my life too, and I'm gonna move to Silver Lake, and I'm gonna <laughs> have a mung bean garden, and like just kind of like change up my whole situation. So I was angrily looking for apartments. It's the best way to look. On Zillow and on Craigslist. Um, because, by the way, I, I have to say, he, it might have a bad reputation, but I found almost every apartment that I have on Craigslist, and it's, uh, I've had mm-hmm. exceptional luck with apartments. Mm-hmm. So in my travels, I found this very unique arrangement. Um, Wait, we're just going to dive right into it with not even a minute of podcast? Yeah, so anyway. It sounds like someone really doesn't want to talk about our Super Bowl, though. Well, or... <laughs> I thought you were going to say, explore more of the misery of all your friends leaving you and what it means about the kind of person you are. Um, we'll, no, we'll get okay, to that you're too. right. I uh, The Super Bowl bet did end. It was close. I mean, whether Jenna was going to show up. We didn't find out about that until the last minute. Then there was a follow-up question. Our Super Bowl bet, for people who didn't listen last week, was if, if Janet Jackson showed up, I had to have the Philly Fanatic as my Facebook image. And if Janet Jackson didn't show up... Did not show up. Uh, t- Matt yeah. had to have the picture oh. of Tom Brady kissing his son <laughs> lengthily and affectionately. Lengthily is so subjective. I'm, f- I'm fine with what he did. Fine. Yeah, how, also, about how about this? A, a smidge too long kiss with his son as my Facebook image. Can I do my warm take? It's my like <laughs> week old take. <laughs> yeah, it's your leftovers take. First, of all the things people get mad at fathers about... <laughs> That's like number 5,000 zillion. Like no one should be mad at like a dad being overly affectionate with his child. That's ridiculous. And the other thing is like I work in the media. I publish lots of stories and I'm sure lots of people are like, that's not a story. That's stupid. But like that story made me hate the media. Like when people are like, did Tom kiss his son too long? Does he love his son too much? Yeah. I was just like, Shut. Is this inappropriate? Come on. Yeah. No one's actually saying that. You're acting like people are saying that. The, the, the story from that moment, by the way, was the kid comes into... It's a documentary series on Facebook Watch, which just looks so unbearable, by the way. It mm-hmm. just looks so like... 
so like, please, this is so cool and so nice level. It's like, ugh, I don't want to watch video on Facebook anyway. Well, it, it, it's Tom versus Time, which my I'm told is really good. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. And it's like, if you think of it as like the Super Bowl champion showing you his world, um, his techniques, it's kind of obnoxious. Yeah. But now that they've lost, it's kind of like, ooh, he didn't know the whole time he was making this that he was going to lose. Yeah. By no fault of his own, Belichick, Butler, whatever. Fine. But he's yeah. getting this massage, and the kid, his kid comes in and asks if he can check his fantasy football scores, which I assume means that as an 11-year-old, he's regulated with screen time, which I think is fantastic, awesome. Tom and Giselle. Good Great job. parenting. Um, and then Tom says, what's in it for me? And the kid comes over and gives him a kiss, which is adorable. Yeah. But the masseuse goes, who's your quarterback? And the kid goes, Cam Newton. That's bullshit. That is the story of that clip, that his yeah. own father is like not his star... The other QB. reason I hate the media is because they totally missed the Cam Newton angle of that story, <laughs> which would have been great. That, like, little Bobby Brady, that's probably not his name at all, but I just have to, like... Also, yeah. in my fantasy league with my family, um, my little brother named his team Cam Newton's Beautiful Smile, <laughs> and then he wasn't the first... Cho- he didn't get to choose first, so someone else, their immediate choice, Cam Newton. That's... By the way, had your brother set himself up, but that's so damn bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Ted. Hey, Ted. Make better choices. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, we decided everything went beautifully at the Super Bowl. Yeah. We were happy with it. There it was, was no really Prince hologram. Um, I'm not going to hold Matt to the bet. It's the only bet I've ever won. Are you so, serious? Yeah, I've never won anything. So, like, why would I? I, I want to okay. be a gracious winner. That's very nice of you. And also, I, I think with zero context for me to upload a picture of Brady and the Sun kissing as my profile photo would be really... <laughs> It would be like, um, I don't know if I should say this and you can cut it out if it's wrong. It would I'm be like Bruce Willis in the beginning of Die Hard 2 on the street wearing a sign that says, I hate N-words in the middle of like Harlem. Is that the beginning of yep, Die-, Die Hard 2? And then Sam Jackson finds him and he's like, you have 30 seconds to take that sign off before oh, this guy's... Oh, Die Hard 3. Oh, the one where Jeremy Irons is the villain? Die Hard 2 is the amazing one where they... Um, oh, Die Hard 3 with the trucks and the Fort Oh, okay. Die Hard 2 is Die Hard on a Plane. It's awesome. It's I my just, favorite Die Hard. Really? Yeah. I don't know that I've seen it. I'm sure I've seen it. I um, like more than Die Hard 1. They, I just feel like with no context, it would look incendiary, it would look insensitive, it would meme look weird. Like, so you did the right thing, Tim. You spared me, and I think that you're a class act because of it. Wow. Also, I made a terrible bet, because it wasn't very likely that Janet Jackson was going to show up, so my fault, too. Uh, She should have shown up. She should have shown up. She could have saved that thing. She could have. She could have saved the show. Yeah, the show was lackluster, if you ask me. So the halftime. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Now we can get into the real subject of this show. Why all of your friends are leaving LA <laughs> after we get into <laughs> this amazing Craigslist ad that okay. you found. So I stumbled on this while looking for new apartments to define new ways to be for myself and my life. And um, I just have to kind of, I don't want to read it to you verbatim, but I, I've, I, and maybe we'll make this available on our Twitter account so you guys can see the ad in its full glory. Uh, but I'm going to give you the highlights. Here's the title. Uh, $700. And by the way, I'm filtering all these results. So when I see a house in the middle of Sunset Junction available for $700, bucks, i am like, yeah. this can't be legit. It, it's got to right. be like in someone's outhouse. Right. And this is what it is. $700, clean private bedroom in charming house for your discreet love affair. Hmm. And I'm like, eh? and here is the setup. Are you having a long-term affair yet? Oh, wait, yet? Sorry, wait. Oh, yeah, here we go. Sorry, long recut. Cut. Here we go. 
Are you having a long-term affair yet are sick of the high cost and sterility of corporate hotels? Ugh. If so, I have something unique to offer you. If you would enjoy regular scheduled access to oh, a can pleasant... I, can I interject yeah. real quick? Yeah. <laughs> that was a weirdly placed yet because they said, are you having a, lo a long-term affair, affair yet? Yet are sick of, yeah, and I like they should have just said, but because I thought, are you having a long term affair yet? Yeah, because inevitably you will. Tick tock, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's not gonna last, sister. Love is dead, so okay. Are you having a long term affair yet? yet? Are sick of the high cost and sterility, big SAT word <laughs> of corporate hotels, by the way, as if independent hotels somehow have more, have more soul for your affair. Yeah. Um, if so, I have something you need to offer you. If you would enjoy regular scheduled access to a pleasant, clean, attractive meeting place at a fraction of the cost, yet all the convenience of a hotel, the intimacy of a private home and the discretion of a quiet street in the hills, just a mile out of DTLA, please read wow. on. So naturally I read on. Yeah. You will have the exclusive use of a nicely decorated, carpeted, cozy, and appointed, extremely clean, fully furnished bedroom in my private home available to you for two or three <laughs> discreet weekly meetings with your lover lasting up to four hours each. Let's, let's just stop here for a second. This ad presumes so much about the mechanism yeah. of affairs and the kinds, but also like in a way, I feel like this is so L.A. Like, yeah. It's just so like I, I don't know even what to say. Like, like how does he know it lasts four hours? How do you know that like a, yeah. a, a hill setting would please somebody, but also offer anonymity and privacy? And by the way, I'm sure that if anyone of note is having long-term affairs, they're going downtown because who the fuck lives there? Well, maybe they work downtown at PwC. Yeah, not naming anyone in particular. Marty Singer said we can't name anybody at PwC. We can't even name a particular firm. I'm sorry, <laughs> not. A, I just used. Is PwC even a real place? I wasn't yeah, aware of that. I, I just know. made up three letters that go Your together. Call. So you're an accountant at PwC or a thought leader at PwC, and you're having a relationship with someone else there. Wait, Matt just got an amazing email. There's a trailer for Amy Schumer's I Feel Pretty, and I'm so excited for it, and I could die. Oh. We'll watch it after this. Go ahead. So you're having this affair downtown. You need to get out of downtown to some hilly region because that's where affairs take place. And you want to do this in a private home because... Honestly, this feels more like the kink of the person. I'm, it does. I'm making judgments. Yeah, your Tim has, d has decided to be very skeptical about this. But... I feel like the person who's taken out this ad enjoys someone having an affair in their mm -hmm. home. Well, well, let's. I'll, I'll tell you how I know or how, why that's a good guess. This is how detailed it gets. During the prearranged time segments, you are using the house. So that, by the way, presupposes the owner will not be there when the affairs are happening. Well, that's good. Yes. This is what uh, I will not be here. You will arrive to an empty house and depart from an empty house. The house will always be clean and presentable. Your room will be cleaned and made up to hospitality industry standards before and after each visit. You, you will have no laundry or cleanup to worry about. It's included in the price. Did you find the reference to empty to be a little bit Thou dost protest too much. I wasn't bothered by the fact that it said it would be empty when you arrive. I was very bothered by the fact that he then needs to clarify. I'm assuming it's a he that it'll be empty when you leave. It's like the possibility is like in between. I'm going to be right there watching. I want them to add another sentence that says like there are no cameras anywhere in the room. <laughs> Just many teddy bears um, <laughs> as I collect them. Um, 
Wait, I will, and then by the way, the the the, the words he's this part he I keep saying that that's probably gender biased. The, the the words and the triggers in here that are trying to get this clientele like this. I will prepare your personal pied a terre with linens mm. that you provide exclusively for your own use and cold beverages, snacks and or lunch or fresh flowers can be catered for an extra that's... charge. Now this is going beyond a service where someone wants to make use of their alternate bedroom, not yeah. have a roommate, into a full-service kind of Heidi Fleiss situation, right? Yeah. And by the way, pied a terre, for those who don't know, means a place to put your hat, I think. Is that what that That sounds means? good. Wow. Um, I was going to go, that's not what that word means, but then I realized, like, I don't know what that word means I don't know, either. French. Um, but I believe pied a terre means a place to put your hat, so now he's catering to the jet set. Because wow. people have pied a terres in Paris or in different countries or in mm -hmm. different coasts. Like, that's where you have a pied a terre. Are affairs a high priority? I'm sorry. Are snacks a high priority <laughs> for people having affairs? I love the fresh flowers. And lets you know that the poster's got a, like a, an idea of romance that is alive and well, not dead. This whole thing makes me sad. I know. I I I, <laughs> I mean, first. Well, you just got married. Too. I just got. I definitely that part <laughs> makes me sad. The thought of like that that really makes me sad. The idea of like sneaking off from my soulless job at an accounting firm in downtown LA. Um, to run to the hills to have this affair. Like, this is my little moment. I was thinking about, here's what I was thinking about when I got sad. Okay. Like, there is so much stress and sadness and misery involved in, like, cheating on someone. Yeah. In the... At, at long term, I would assume. Yeah. the lo uh, Well, f even short term. Even if, like, you know, I'm going way back in the past. Okay. And I'm not talking about my beautiful, <gasps> perfect wife. Okay. But, like, if you've ever, like gone away and like kissed a stranger or whatever Aww. and then you have to carry that with you yeah. and remember that and know that when you look in that person's eyes you are lying to them in a way because you didn't tell them what happened that is a terrible thing to carry around also i think that you should carry it if it didn't mean anything that's your problem not your partner's uh that's true yeah that's fair um but the other thing is like you have, in order to have this affair, you've got to get so much happiness out of the affair yeah. that it makes up for the sadness of carrying that around. Or maybe you hate the person you're with and there's no sadness. I guess that's totally possible too. So I'm not like judging affairs. Yeah. It's just, there's a balance, I think. There's also, I'm sure, people who are just like, I didn't think about this. I was overcome. I'm having the affair. What am I in? I'm torn. Da -da -da -da. I don't mean to judge affairs. But... This whole notion of like scheduling something out this far, is that how affairs work? Like I thought the whole fun of affairs was Spontaneity. like it's spontaneous it's spontaneous. Oh, we shouldn't be doing this. We are anyway. Da, 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 da. It's not like, hey, we can check into the Airbnb at twelve. Um, they'll have the keys. They'll be located there. There'll be snacks, don't worry. He said there would be cold beverages. There is a Film by Robert Mulligan based on a play. It's called Santa Next Year, and it stars the amazing Ellen Burstyn and Alan Alda as two people who meet at the same cabin every year oh. to have a fling. And they basically, all they really do is share their lives with their wow. families and their children. And Susie got into Barnard and like all that kind of stuff. And, they, wow. and it's and it's sort of like not even acknowledged that what they're doing is super transgressive. And I think there's a couple of maybe blue moments of like, what have we done? Or are we really in love? Should we leave our families? Yeah. And it follows them into twilight years. I don't, I don't remember how it ends, but I think that that's all it really is. Like the premise of the thing is, is that they're basically just friends who meet once a year to have sex, but are yeah. really enjoying their 
lives outside this one meeting. So having never had an ongoing affair, yeah. I think I'm a person who doesn't understand how affairs work. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've, I've never had a, an affair or a long-term affair, but I feel like I have an innate understanding of them. It's weird because it does, it, it does, because I'm going by like movies and stuff. I do think it's like probably not a thing that you plan, but of course it's a thing that you plan because you have to plan it because yeah. you have to like not blow you up your life. You to find out. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is a valuable service. Uh, well, okay. Here's so. By the way, at the end, this is the teaches you to read. At the end of the ad, there's a descriptor of the guy. It is a man. I was right. Providing the service, and here's what he says about himself: I am a single, unobtrusive. Again, constantly oh, underscoring God, how so he's got weird. nothing to do with this. Middle-aged man who works in the hospitality and catering business. So now we know why he's so up he's on so the hospitable. maybe. Now I'm having this fantasy of like maybe he sees so many people doing it wrong, having mm. their long-term affairs incorrectly. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna open up a room in my house. Yeah. Um. I am intimately from. Oh God, this is disgusting. Oh okay. God, he just says <laughs> I am intimately familiar with Ajax, Windex vacuums, and Mr. Oh, Clean. No. And he spells Mr. Clean with a K. That's. Maybe Who it's spelled are that you? way. Maybe it is spelled with a K. I do not drink, smoke, or do any drugs whatsoever. Again, my only vice is watching strangers <laughs> have sex that I record on teddy bear cameras. Is and that now, so weird? <laughs> and now um, his conditions. Married people strongly can preferred. Married people strongly preferred. 100% confidentiality, propriety, sensitivity, and discretion assured at all times and through all phases. Why does he care if married people are involved? I don't know. And then he says gay, Wait, by he's straight. Like, he's like, I think married people are more responsible, <laughs> but they're having affairs as yeah. long as they're violating but their vows. if you're common law married or if, <laughs> if you're a refuge, like, and then wait, gay, by straight, and trans friendly. Great. And he's saying that it's $700 a month and that gets you two prearranged four hour slots per week at his house. That is a lot. Or ten fifty a month for three. Hmm. And then he's asking for fourteen hundred or seventeen fifty in startup expenses. So it sounds like he hasn't constructed this love palace yet. So there's like a deposit to yeah, start your. Yeah, I guess. You know what? What would suck is like if you were getting divorced, and like, you know, she found out that she'd been cheating, and then you were like, "What? Like I was barely, like nothing happened." It's like, wait. Didn't you like premeditatively pay this guy fourteen hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> in startup expenses so you could hook up with whoever at I was helping my friend Herman with his teddy bear business. Like th- <laughs> <laughs> things just suddenly happened. I mean, I helped him build a deck and we went to Whole Foods and picked out the right cold beverages and snacks. <laughs> and some fresh cup flowers. I specified that it has to be Mr. Clean with a K. With a K. <laughs> I don't. That's what you get at like the um, 99 cent store in Sunset Junction is Mr. Clean with a K. That is, do not mess with the 99 cent store. I'm they have sorry. the best. I wasn't supplies. judging it. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. You, listeners, let me know if you notice a trend of Tim <laughs> twisting my words around to try to expose complexes I may or may not have about classes and subsects and appearance and, 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 and socioeconomics. But anyway, the point is that Tim thinks I'm a monster, but yeah. also in a different way. I don't. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying I empathize with people who have affairs. Right. But I do think that that this very creepy ad comes from a place of sort of crowdsourced understanding 
of what an arrangement like that needs. Like, this guy mm-hmm. is an out of, totally out of left field. Like, he's obviously got some issues, I think. Like, this is gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're right. He's fully intending to capture or, or be present for these trysts. Yeah. Um, and then also, the only thing that's weird is that he keeps, like, obviously he says he's in the hospitality and, and catering business, but there's nothing, like, not that you have to seduce anybody to do this, but, like, there's nothing sexual about it. It's just right. creepy. Right. It's just almost voyeuristic. It's just like shared economy. Yeah. Here's how I... I came in very skeptical of this. I thought it might be totally fake. Um, I thought, like... I, I had all this package judgment, obviously, of everybody involved. Okay. We did, to be fair, reach out to this person. We did, yeah. I sent him an email. He did not respond. No. So any mean things we say now are totally fair game. <laughs> That's how journalism works. Um, we gave him a chance to defend himself. I am now sold on this as we talk, and I think it's a kind of traditional narrative. You are? Okay. I think first we start off with this couple. It's kind of Hitchcocky, like a lot of stuff. It could be Hitchcocky, yeah. All right, yeah, what are you seeing? Paint, show me. It's this, it's this young couple. One of them is played by John Krasinski. Nice. I don't know who she is. Because he looks like a big old cheater. Just kidding. He mm. loves you, Emily Blunt. I like, I like John Krasinski and Tessa Thompson. I don't know why. Really? Because they're but, both very likable. You know, John looks like somebody who... Um, who looks like very uh, Wonder Bread mm-hmm. in person. But do you remember that um, eco movie he did with Matt Damon, Promised Land? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can totally be a weasel at the well, end because he's got that, like, I don't know. I, I want them to be, like, first, maybe because it's The Office and he was, like, kind of trying to instigate an affair in The Office in yeah. a very sympathetic way. Like, he was a guy trying to break up a couple and we liked him, nonetheless. Right. Because we were like, she belongs with him. Right. So I think they're working at their job. There's something wrong in her relationship. Like, she's, like, with this bad dude. He's with this woman who, like, just somehow they've been thrown together. They don't belong together. Green card. They really do. Green card marriage? Yeah. Very topical. Very now. Hey. Uh, So they somehow get together. And we like them. We're rooting for their affair. Like, we're into it. Then he discovers this thing. After, like, something almost goes wrong at a hotel or yes, something. Yes, yes. Like, His wife is having a lunch in the lobby or, or something like that. Something yeah. really like bad. That amazing happen. moment, and it's complicated. When John Krasinski is watching yeah. Meryl go upstairs to uh, sleep with Alec Baldwin while he's at the luncheon for the bride. Yeah. Masterpiece. Amazing. So we're sympathetic to this couple in their affair, and we want them to end up together. And when he finds, like, this perfect little affair nook in the hills, yeah. we're into it. We like this couple together. Yeah. And, like, Tessa appreciates the flowers and the snacks. Yeah, she's cool. She's like, oh, my God, there's Cliff Bars here. So, like, everything is going good. Who's the guy who's hosting the place? Okay, I, this, okay it's got to be specific. So I think it's got to be someone who's nebbish, very overweight in a portly way, because that desexes him. Yeah, I said it, and I'll say it again. Um, I want Patton Oswalt, because I think he's Patton really Oswalt could be great, but I feel like he's too almost too sympathetic. It's got to be someone a little more disconnected. Okay. What about someone like... Um, Michael Stuhlbarg. You like Stuhlbarg for a lot. Did I ever have I recommended him for stuff before? Before, but I like Stuhlbarg too. Yeah, he's great. And also, not that you're portly, Mr. Stuhlbarg, but you could you could play someone who's like a little bit None desensitized. Of the we're talking about like, are the way we're describing. No, I feel they like, just can play it. Is there who? Okay, do you remember Robin Williams in One Hour Photo? Exactly. That's what I was is there up some, with. Me too. Is there someone like that who wouldn't be murderous, who just would want to help coordinate affairs? Um, Steve Martin. Mm, actually, that's not bad. I mean, but not even, but no humor, just totally, just totally dry and obsessed with cleanliness. Anthony Hopkins. What? I've got it. Okay. My dream in life, my dream in life is for Tom Hanks to play the most 
awful, evil, oh my terrible God. person ever. That would ever. be amazing. I want him to play like a horrible person because he's played like sort of bad people before. He's never played like – I want him to play like a – a plantation owner. Oh my God! Who was like or, a terrible, or like the, the worst army person. general who's the enemy of God and Brad Pitt. <laughs> Call back to a previous shoot Call this now podcast. Go listen to the fake Spielberg story. So I want Tom Hanks to play like like a slaver or something so <laughs> evil and awful that people will see pictures of him and they'll be like, they have pictures of him from like bosom buddies on the wall at like a Hard Rock Cafe or something, and they'll be like, why do you have a picture of that awful man on yeah. the wall? Like, terrible. I want him to be so typecast in this evil role. So maybe this could be his evil role. This could role, be his evil role. Where he's a guy who then like turns in this couple and gets oh, yeah. all and in starts, their business. Maybe starts trying to slowly leak or, or, or put them in compromising positions to be found out. He blackmails them. Yeah. He like does something bad. He's, so wait, does this now this is like sounding like an STX thriller to me. Is this really one hour photo? Does he go to great lengths to drive them apart and then it becomes like a fight for their lives? I think he picks up very quickly that they really want to be together and that yeah, that's their motivation, that totally. that's the thing he's going to use against them. Oh, my God. <gasps> Wait, okay. And then what if, like, on the bedside, he takes a safety pin and pokes holes in all the condoms he provides, oh my God. and then Tessa gets pregnant with John's baby? Wow. Yeah. We're going straight to baby. That's fucked up. But, I mean, the baby would ultimately bring them together. It would, would bring the them thing. together. That but, would be... maybe, but maybe Christmas has got, like, a sick wife, like a cancer wife. She, he has a cancer wife? Yeah. I like that. Can yeah. we call it the cancer wife? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Liz Gately from Lifetime, please buy it right now. Wow. That's, um, I'm into this project. I'm into it too. And there's so many places you could go. Yeah. And I mean, it's set in LA, so it kind of has to be there. So it's not that much to make. No. And then, but here's the, here's the other interesting thing too. Except for Tom's fee. Here's the, um, you, you mentioned earlier in our pre-meet, because yeah. Tim and I don't just fuck around on this. We talk about how to we better serve it. We do. Um, you mentioned the Duplass Brothers Room 104. Right. This whole thing seemed really Duplass to me. Yeah. So what we could also we could also do is, um, maybe since it's, this is a very impractical and unique situation, he has more than one couple. So we can follow a couple couples. Oh. Yeah. There it is. That was a great noise. <laughs> that was the noise Hannibal Lecter made. <laughs> To freak Clarice Again, out. you are interpreting everything <laughs> I do. Tim Malloy thinks I'm a fucking monster. Like I like I love it. Hannibal Lecter's like my favorite character. I'm gonna have our um, incredible video team here do a super cut of all the shady shit that Malloy has said to me over the <laughs> no, these podcasts no. and present it to I you in an undeniable I know no, you do, I love come you. Come on. <laughs> um Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but I agree with you. It's Duplass. I like the thing with Duplass, I've never actually seen anything that they've made. Yeah. So I have this impression of like, oh yeah, they just like put a stationary camera in a room and then they show everyone who comes and goes. And like <laughs> that's not really how movies work. No, it's and not. they're pretty well regarded, so I'm sure yeah. they do more than I, that. I, I but I think the reason that they they're so prolific is because they're like, Oh, you don't like the concept? How about this? We'll do it for three hundred thousand dollars. And they're like, Yep. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. But they do a lot of things that involve like one room. Yeah. Like room 104 on HBO is like different people going into that room. Right. The other project you talked about. Um, it's called 28 Hotel Rooms, mm -hmm. which is a, the the entire lifespan of an affair of two. It's sort of like up in the air, but only if it focused on George Clooney and Vera Farmiga and showed the entire expanse of their affair across hotel rooms. Awesome. Yeah. The other weird thing is one of the Duplasses, Mark Duplass, is in the movie Safety Not Guaranteed, which is based on a classified ad 
a real classified ad. Oh, the time travel one. The I've time never, travel I've never one. seen that, by the way. Um, I haven't seen it either, but I have listened to the incredible podcast about it, Reply All, um, Reply All episode 17, The Time Traveler and the Hitman, mm-hmm. um, about that classified ad. And the classified oh, yeah. ad is basically, I'm going to read it to you, wanted somebody to go back in time with me. This is not a joke. P.O. Box 91 Ocean. Oh, maybe we shouldn't give the address. <laughs> yeah, I won't give the address. No, don't do it. You'll get paid after we get back. Must bring your own weapons. Safety not guaranteed. I've only done this once before. They made a movie about that. Wow, that's amazing. After the podcast. And yeah, Duplass. Duplass Brothers Production Company. Duplass so, is so fun to say. So it is Duplass. Ah, uh, Duplass. So I feel like this is a very Duplassy production potentially. Totally. With a Duplass production. <laughs> 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 So like DJ Clue. <laughs> um, so would would the Duplasses be able to land Tom Hanks? And I think I mean I think that they're they're kind of unbeatable. I love them. Yeah. Who doesn't want to work with the Duplass? Although Jay is and has said to me, Jay, send me a letter, but because I know you won't deny this. So you said to me multiple times, most recently in Toronto, that you can't stop booking acting jobs, and oh. you not and he wants to be a producer, but out of nowhere he's just gotten. Everyone wants him to be and stuff, and he's a terrific actor. So you um, know one of the Duplass brothers. I, in my, in the occasion of my profession, I have interviewed Jay Duplass many times because he keeps booking acting roles and comes wow. into our talent studios. And I recently, when I saw him in September, I'm like, "What are you?" Because Togetherness was a big. I loved Togetherness yeah. mostly because Amanda Peet is the best. Yeah. Um, and uh, I said, "What are you guys doing next?" And he said, "We have a couple little things, but I cannot stop booking work as an actor." And in a way that was like, I almost did not, who would have ever planned on me getting consistent work as an actor? I'd love to develop a new series or work with my brother again, as we love to do, but I keep getting roles in movies. Wow. Um, and then at that moment, he was telling me that, I'm not, I'm not kidding you, may God strike me dead, I'm not kidding you. The minute he was telling me that, in walks Greta Gerwig to Toronto, who was there to see us for Lady Bird. Wow. And she goes, dupes, which is what she calls them, I guess. She wow. goes, dupes, look. I'm directing, and you're in the movie. And he's like, that's what I was just fucking talking about, Greta. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Uh, my Make silence, a movie out of that. My silence is an auditory mic drop. <laughs> I don't... Can you do a mic drop in reaction to something amazing? Because that was... Yeah. I, I felt that cool. very much. Cool, cool, cool. Wow. Um, yeah, what do we call this movie? Um, let's see. Why don't we call it? It's called like I am not a pervert. Charming house, discreet love affair. <laughs> That's the name. I am not a pervert. Um, oh no, the teddy bear. The teddy bear. <laughs> and Hanks could gain like fifty pounds and oh become the te- be the ultimate teddy bear that watches you. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Or Mr. Clean with a K. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. Sold. Oh. Uh. Okay, well, this episode was brought to you by Mr. Clean with a K. With a K, because 99 Cent Stores are the greatest, and Tim will punch you in the throat if you say otherwise. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> we love you for your time. Thanks. And, um, yeah. We thanks. appreciate you. If you've enjoyed this, feel free to listen back to some of our other episodes yes. about things like Frank Sinatra taking on a serial killer in the Atlanta Monster podcast, yeah. um, The Living Room, which was a wonderful story told on Love and Radio. Um, recently we talked to the excellent Barry Rothbart and uh, we want to give a shout out love to, that his, guy. to his podcast, Get High and Save the World. Yes, which is out now, I believe. Which it's, is now it's out released. and it's, they just did one about dogs that you need to listen to. Um, <laughs> 
Wait, I love that Tim. The way he just said dogs is like dogs. um was like something that it, like it was so popular. It's like what everyone wants to talk about. Like it's like like about Tide Pods, <laughs> like about dogs, like as if it's like the thing we're all talking about. But it's aren't we? Aren't we always talking about dogs? I heard kids are eating dogs. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, thanks you guys, everyone. and we'll see you soon.